because it is time for verbal tap, and we don't get to skip the fun of this often, Raph. But when your country calls, you answer. You know? Which means it's time to prove fighting way easier from outside the cage because we don't have to board a flight on a minute's notice and go try and play with someone who's going to murder us. But before we get to that, I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you? Quickly, before we get to the guest. Oh, wait. Um, I'm good. Uh, go cool. USA. Can yeah. I just bring this up real quick? Because I root for television. I'm also not watching the Olympics. And with decreasing audiences in all forms of television, that's bad business for me and what I do aside from this podcast. But I still expect us to win the Olympics. And we did. And I got to tell you, I didn't really watch anything of it. Maybe not a damn near lick of it. But you know what I did watch this weekend? The real Olympics. The jiu-jitsu Olympics. Because the minute they told me it would be the people across the pond versus our boys over here here literally spamming them and telling people like ash williams you're trash daniel strauss never cared for you or your podcast too big not enough technique oh no i'm lifting things and my mustache (laughs) is a weird different color yeah whatever dude i can tell you this i love a lot of those people daryl o'connell seems like a nice enough dude didn't like him on saturday Mm -mm. and yet we finished this show and then found out that our guest for over under last week, magically on the Polaris card, representing his country. So we're happy to welcome back our good friend, one Hunter Colvin. Hunter, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. What's up, guys? Okay, USA, explain to us USA, how this. USA. I'm, I'm trying not to do it a lot, <laughs> but that, the rash guards alone—they're dope. Yeah, they were sick, and I have people. Yeah. Who- We'll tell no, wait, you guys. You, um, we even got like a just a rash guard just for us that we didn't wear, and it's like the uniform but in black and white. Uh, they're sick. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay, we'll get to we have questions, and I'm glad yeah. that you did notice because I was truthfully, I, you fight all the time, and <laughs> I'll explain my drunken behavior last episode and, and some deeper apologies. You just can't trust yoga instructors when they make sangria. It was basically <laughs> Long Island. I was not the only friend to complain that night. You are. Hey, I'm a Long Island, I'm a Long Island fan. Oh, oh, good to know. That is shocking to me. Sorry. Mm. Uh, okay, Kev, can we get to the, the first question we I have to ask? Thousands. Go ahead. Yeah, start. How the hell does he end up fighting on yeah, a minute's how notice? How did you get on this card? Because... If we knew that you were going to be on that card, we probably wouldn't have bugged you to come on that particular week. We might have rescheduled you or or said, you know, maybe this isn't the best time because that's a very jam-packed time. So walk us through. You you finish the show with us. When do you get the call? How does that all come together? Yeah, I finished the show with you guys. And then, like, literally the next day, I was walking into sparring. And um, Boogie had messaged me on Instagram. And he was like, basically saying that Mike Perez had dropped out because of a passport issue. Mm. And he was saying that, like, can you get a COVID test? And luckily here in Denver, you can get them in like 30 minute results. So I was like, yeah, I'll go get one right now. Got one, took the spot for Mike Perez and like literally flew to London the next day, like not even 24 hours after that. Can I do a quick impression of how I think that call went? 
Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm pretty sure this is how it sounded. Spot on. <clears throat> hey, Hunter, this is Boogie. I just want to say, dog, it's all love. And, you know, I got mad love for you. And if you could get like a COVID test, that would be dope. But I, I heard that you were on the Verbal Tap podcast. And, you know, I listened to that all the time. And then I said, oh, geez, this guy should fill in for us because, you know, you reciprocate that kind of crazy game that we love to play. So was that like the conversation that you had? Because I'm pretty sure it was it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close. Okay. I like I like that we're taking credit as though the show <laughs> this is really my favorite plot. We'll continue to. It's not his years of proven track record no, of fighting or just the overall violence Hunter tends to bring with his forehead. It was definitely the verbal tap appearance where he dealt with a drunk host for 47 minutes. But you also do get the fact, Hunter, that it did look highly suspicious that the minute you got off the show with us, it's just like, oops. And the one thing that I might have gotten momentarily mad about was, did you know? Because I was going to be like, hey, do you have anything to plug or promote? And you'd be like, no. And then all of a sudden you're up Polaris. I was like, if this motherfucker knew. Fighting for his country. <laughs> it's like, I yeah. don't have anything. Nothing comes to mind. No, mm-mm. I swear to y'all, I got the text that I didn't know until the day after. Well, that's awesome. So how quickly did you have to pull all that together? And, you know, obviously you were able to get the COVID test, which go, go Denver, Great. by the way, snaps. Yes. Sometimes it's nice to live in a metropolis. But go ahead. <laughs> so then how quickly did you have to get on and, and like make a flight happen? Because you're losing time when you fly over there. So everything is in fast forward. Yeah, I. I got the COVID test and got the call on Tuesday. And then I hopped on the plane Wednesday at 2 p.m. And then got there Thursday, like that much travel time. Ended up there Thursday, kind of like adjusted one day, weighed in on Friday, and then competed on Saturday. Okay. Kev, I don't know if you saw his uh, Instagram, but there looked to be like some incredible training that was happening can you walk us through what it was like in that room? Because just if you wouldn't mind, recap some of the people who were on your team that m- might have been in that session or so. So, yeah, um, in the room we had Roberta Jimenez, Nathan Orchard, both Martinez brothers, Adam, who's a black belt under Ryan Hall, and then Nick from up in the Danaher death squad. Those guys, so like, and Thor. We were um, we were stacked, man, and like the team like got a, got together real uh, like got along really well. We went out to dinners together. We trained together. Like we just matched really well. It was those uniforms. At what point did you see the rash guards in the process? I didn't see it till the day of the 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 match. Okay. That answers one of my rash guards questions. Did he <laughs> sign on purely because how cool is that as a feeling? Like you, obviously you're part of this world. You said you walked out of sparring. Did you honestly, this is a clarifying question. Did you literally walk in and be like, Oh, sorry guys. Gotta go. Or did you hit some people first? No, I was like literally in the parking lot when he texted me and like I was like halfway in and like I got and like I was like, well, if I'm going to be grappling, I'm definitely not going to spar right now. So I just left and went and got my COVID test. <laughs> I like his coach sitting there like, where the hell's Colvin? Is anyone <laughs> yeah. A little shit was supposed to be. Uh, like a couple of 
saw saw me leave, so I was like wondering, like, oh, what are these people gonna think? And we're like, oh, he showed up, and we're just not feeling it, I guess. <laughs> Some people just can't fight, just can't hack the fight game. It's like, no, I okay. I, yeah, before we, right. I would have just sent you if I was one of the Martinez brothers a picture of the rash card with a bat light that just said question in a question mark. I would have done it purely through emojis. It's just like maybe I originally I was like, maybe I'll just send an American flag. It would have been the geo pointing to himself with the gun kind of Love uh, it. <laughs> sounds great. Little bat signal in the sky. Would in you fact, you don't trademark it? that. Yeah. Would you have gotten it if he had just sent you a flag been like up? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Flag question mark. <laughs> USA question mark. Well, <laughs> talk us to the actual event. The fight went fantastic outside of um, us obviously winning. You hear how quickly it went to oh, us. And I'll get to the Kev, ripple effect. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, here's the beautiful part about it is that after the training, the guys kind of regroup. And then it's a whole surreal process. But before we get to talking about your matches, I was curious. Did you ever think you would get a chance to represent your country like this because Orchard looked visibly touched when he was saying it afterwards, when he's like, I never thought I would get to do this. So I'm curious for you, did you have that same feeling? Yeah, honestly, it was a big deal for me. And like, I think the guys like on both teams, like fought harder. Like there was a couple of times where people were in like some pretty dangerous situations, myself included. And like, tapping was like not even crossing my mind because it's like not only am I letting like my team down but I'm like letting the whole country down it's like a whole nother pressure on your shoulder to be fair and this is mainly because I know you when I saw you in tough spots or I saw you initiating tough spots I just thought to myself there's very little chance I really see you tapping if you really really don't have to because I just got that vibe of like, yeah, Hunter's really going to, he's going to come into this with a, I'm going to kill someone or they're going to kill me sort of mentality. And uh, I could say that for everybody. And I thought that was so great. Like to me, that was what was missing from the Olympics and at a true investment level. Like you maybe didn't watch we... the badminton gold oh, medal you, match, sir. <laughs> so you calm down with your. Hey. There was plenty of intensity. I watched someone in karate nearly get murdered go oh, on. Well, that's Rhythmic bullshit. gymnastics, however, <laughs> as well as artistic swimming. Not not my favorites, though. Rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics, no. man. With the, I, I've, I've gotten off track. Sorry. Oh, where did you go? We interrupt this broadcast for technical difficulties. And now we're back. Raf couldn't mm -hmm. handle the pressure. He was like the no. Russian Olympic Committee, disqualified <laughs> before he got to England. Dude. We're back to the. When do we get to get to the fight? Because I'm kind of curious. Like, well, well, hold on. Were there anthems beforehand? I was having a baby shower this weekend, guys. I was worthless. I wasn't able to get there. How do you get to watch? Were there anthems? No, no anthems. Right. Okay. Mm. Well, fuck that. Especially after we won. But I'll take that up with management. To be fair, Kevin, hired. have you seen the Polaris crowds? I don't think they could get through singing an anthem if they try. <laughs> and I say that respectfully, but they're fairly drunk is what I'm saying. Here. They, they know. They like their drinks. They know. They, they don't feel attacked. <laughs> they're aware. Okay. Okay. So describe the scene to us as you walk in. 
uh, you know, from when you arrive at there. And then we'll get to the round robin kind of thing. It was crazy. It was like we get there and like there's a bunch of people outside waiting to get in. And they were like all wanting to like talk to us and like like the super welcoming crowd. But once we got in there, we warmed up. And the warm up's like different than a normal jiu-jitsu warm up because like I guess the team dynamic, like everyone was kind of feeding off each other and it picked up like more hype than normal. And then we walked out and like we got like a nice applause. Um, they were being friendly, but like when the UK team walked out, it like it was a small venue, but a lot of people in there, and it like got loud. It erupted. It was cool. We all like did like a face off, like an eight on eight face off. It was a deep moment. Okay, so the tournament format was that you guys were all kind of matched up with somebody. Did you know that that was the order or how does it do uh, like the, the format? Because it was completely, completely random. We picked oh. like right, right when they asked and then it was just a random matchup. So were you expecting at any time to go? Like what was your general feeling? And obviously the people who are calling it are Boogie and Geo because they were the co-captains on our side. And Daryl Connell was the captain for the UK Ireland team. So did they give you a sense of when you might get called or was there a moment of just like you being like, I just got to be ready to go at any time. Yeah. It, um, Boogie would like tell us like, we're going to probably have you go like towards the end or have you go towards the DNA. So you, you, you would kind of have a heads up. Okay. Oh, okay. That's interesting. It, it, I've always been curious what the strategy is. Is there some wiggle room? Does he kind of play it like a coach, like, hey, Hunter, you're fresh versus Geo just spent five minutes trying to heel hook somebody, or is it pretty rapid? No, that was it. There was a lot of strategy involved. Like, after a while, we started – because, like, if a little guy submitted a big guy, he got three points instead of one. So, like, towards the end, we would start sending our little guys in so they wouldn't have that opportunity. But you can only send in, you know, like – each person has to go on your team and then you have to go through the whole lineup. You can't just keep sending the same guy over and over again. Okay. Let's talk the very beginning of it because there's now blown rap. Sorry. <laughs> We've gone on a hold. Now I feel like we should have a legit coaching staff mm -hmm. like the gymnastics. It's like there are eight coaches for every one event, yeah. let alone what's going on. Like, wouldn't it be great if I was sitting there with like a flag and a water bottle waiting for <laughs> geo, just like, okay, let's talk. Let's talk about your performance. Sorry. I would be we're, in we're charge of this. recovery. Yeah. Like I would pull the people aside to being like, Hey guys, a lot of energy out there. Let's bring it down. Okay. I'm going to tell you a few jokes to bring the energy back to normal and center. We're like Hunter um, too intense. And he's like, fuck you. And just walks on. It's like, That's what I'm talking about. Well, see, this is a good question. Now you're getting to where I want to go. Hunter, we're going to ask you some questions just based on the team dynamics. And then we're going to get into actual match play here. Question number one. Who was the most intense member of the USA team? Thor. Okay. Why was Thor so intense? <laughs> Just his warm-ups and stuff. He likes to get pretty hyped up. And so I would say that most of the other guys kind of like stay pretty relaxed. I do the same thing. I get hyped up too, but I think Thor was a little bit more than me. It's understood. I've, I've seen Thor get ready for matches. And I got to tell you, as somebody who has interviewed him before and after matches... It is all of the emotions. So, been there. Who surprised you the most from the Ireland-UK team? Um, the guy, 
that I went against at first. I think I forget his name, but he uh he ended up being a I found out he was a brown belt world champion after the fact, but like I thought I was just gonna run through him. Like he looks he's like a real little guy and like he had a pretty good guard, good attack, he surprised me. Okay. Because when I was watching it live, uh Josh Palmer, friend of the show likes to say that he's the only person who can speak to both worlds because he's an American citizen from over there. And uh, he's taking all these jobs from us real commentators here in America. I just want to say that. But when it got to talking about you, there was a moment where I wanted to be like, hey, Dick, he's our friend. Like, you better be saying nice things about him. I can text you. I know where to find you, Josh Palmer. Um, As it was happening, though, what did it feel like waiting on the sidelines for your turn? Because you got to see so much happen and unfold before you, what was going through your mind? Did you, were you getting lost in the matches or were you able to stay focused on your thing? Um, a bit of both. I was just kind of cheering them on and then wait for my turn. I didn't get to get like my normal warm up. Like I, I like to get like pretty warmed up and go out there warm and like, I couldn't do that because I was sitting. Like sometimes I was sitting through like five or six matches before I'd go up. So it was kind of hard to do my regular routine. Okay. All what right. is your, how intense is your regular routine? We know you're already a little bit notched up on the fitness intensity cardio wise. I mean that, that reputation follows you well earned for a long time. What, how intense is your normal warm up? Just a little example. I like to like, I like to go out sweating and like I'll pace like the whole time up until the match. I don't usually ever sit still. So you'll do some push ups, you'll do some kind of light rounds. You'll probably do about forty five minutes to an hour worth of exercise before you're ready. As you're getting ready. Yeah, I would say so. About a good hour of a warm up. Okay. Damn, rap. I'm just thinking about class tonight as I like sauntered in late because there was an accident. Like, I barely stretched out my knee. Can bar- I can't breathe after one round. It's like, I wonder what's going on. All right. Noted. See, Hunter's not this old, and I'll give him a little f- kind of preview. I mean, obviously, he competes and has been training probably more intensely than I ever have. But there are some days where I don't warm up and I just step onto the mats because I know time is ticking. And somebody will look at me and they're like, do you need to warm up? And I'm like, nah, I'm just going to be broken anyway. Just fucking come on. Let's get this over with. I got 20 minutes. And I tell people this because I just want to take advantage of the time I, I am there. And especially if I know I've come in late, I've been like, ah, shut up. I don't even have time for jokes. Just fucking roll. So is there an angry a- blue belt that can help stretch me out for five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, having said that. What was your favorite match that didn't involve you? Mm, probably Orchard hitting the Twister. Mm. Was it's there? Okay, play. okay. Maybe I should ask this as well. What was the vibe going into halftime? Because at this point, they took a break. There was an intermission. We had already seen a few things play out, but it was a very tense score situation that was happening. Orchard was the yeah. first person to put points on the board, what was going on behind the scenes when you guys went back to take that short intermission? Just a lot of like, we're not done yet. Like, don't let these guys come back kind of thing. Like keep focused and like keep coming after them. Did you get a sense of frustration from them? Because when we were watching it, 
you got this sense that man, every single minute, so many of these matchups were so close that you knew the pressure was on them to perform, especially as we got later into the rounds. Yeah, um, I, I, I kind of seen them start to like break like more and more towards the end. Like once they kind of realized that, you know, because I don't think they got a submission the whole time. But mm-hmm. once they realized, like, oh man, this we're not getting submissions on anybody, then it kind of like you, you could tell they start to fold a little bit. Mm. What's what? Oh, oh, go ahead, Ken. What's your favorite fight as you step in and go? Um, I don't know. I, I, I like the couple of fights I had with Jed. He was like talking crap to me like the whole time. So I made it funny. It was like real British crap. Too. So like, I don't know. It was just, it was just an interesting situation. Do they pass on the other side <laughs> over there? Is that what happens? Is that what they do? Right. They, they might as well. I, I could like never get anything right. I would always rock, walk on the wrong side. And like, I'd always look the wrong way before crossing the street. It's uh can you be honest with me about this? Because I we've discussed this in terms of shit talking being an important thing on this show. When a British person is shit talking you, is it hard to take it seriously? Because yeah. I don't know what he was saying, but I just imagine whatever he says. Again, Josh Palmer, friend of the show who we like to roast, he famously comes on our show and says, all right. Let's have a grapple. And I'm like, who the fuck says that? Why are you so adorable saying that? No one says that as a real thing, do they? Yeah, this guy could have said like the worst possible things to me. And I think I would have probably still laughed just because I don't know. It's just funny. <laughs> Was there anything happening during your matches that we just didn't know or that you thought like, man, if people only really understood what was going on here, because I saw so much that was happening and I was trying to pay attention to the actual mechanics of the match. But again, there's so much at stake that the tension is so high that even I was getting a little lost at times. Yeah. I I don't know. Everything was pretty straightforward. Um, There was like a couple of like more heated matches than nor like, than the other ones, like I know when Raspberry Ape went with Boogie, like, like that was a bigger match because like Raspberry Ape had been talking online about how he was going to submit Boogie and stuff, so you could feel the extra pressure there. Yeah, I had some of my friends saying they didn't really care for what uh, Dan was saying, and I just remembered saying I don't care. Like, yeah, n- none of this registers with me in any way that matters, I just go, well, he's selling the fight. I don't really care. It doesn't make me like him mm-hmm. or more or less. So let's see what happens. Boogie's a hard person to submit. I'd like to see it. Yeah. In five minutes, man, it, at, at this level, it's tough to submit anybody. I guess it makes the matches fun, but like, it's really hard to get a submission in five minutes. How long would you have wanted? I, I like it uh, this way because then it, it like, kept it like a shootout a little bit like it's kind of like soccer like there's yeah. a continuous time time clock and like it's harder to score goals you know like so like that's what it kind of reminded me of but like i would like a good like eight minutes i feel like eight minutes makes all the difference the extra three i feel that i'm gonna meet in the middle with like a seven because one you've called out my best parable because i have a i do have a uniform gripe with the team oh, no. I, there's no way to get around it raf i'm sorry okay. i have to okay. have a conversation Hey, I'm actually going to be on, on Hunter's side here. 
if you've ever watched the U.S. women's soccer team or the men's soccer team, you know. The best contrast with that really beautiful navy blue is a white shorts. Mm -hmm. And there was even a white spats possibility, right? And I can't help but notice Team USA is all wearing different board shorts for the grapple. That, (sighs) That hurt. That was my only problem. Could we not get together, decide on a short company, and all wear the same white shorts? That that was it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I was expecting to get matching shorts, too, but I think it would have made it look a little bit more professional. But it does seem like this type of jujitsu is there is like soccer's equivalent to penalty kicks. Like five minutes, knock yourself out. It's pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, how long can you grapple? Who the hell knows, right? Probably a few hours. But it's an interesting – I like your call of eight minutes. We should submit that to the board. I basically mean Josh Palmer, and I assume well. he has no ability to, to, to control it. But, Raf, that's who we're going to have to have on next. Oh, I'm sure we will. Who, I'm sure we'll have him back Who soon. coaches you during the fights, Hunter? Is anybody helping you out? I mean, I know somebody is, but are you listening to anybody? Do you pick one or two people? How do you manage that when you have a ton of people? Yeah, it was different because there was, like, all the whole seven other teammates yelling at you. For some reason, like, uh, Thor's voice, like, was hit me the most. Like, I, I heard his advice more than most people's and was trying to follow it. I don't know if you've ever seen Geo coach, uh, but Geo is an amazing coach. However, Geo also does what I occasionally do. Which is, if you're not doing the shit I'm yelling out, I do start roasting you in front of everybody. And I have seen Geo cap on people that I go, that's a pretty good joke. Good on Geo. Man, that was solid. All right, I'll give an A- to that one. Good on you. So every time I interview him, I'm always like, Geo, I'm not saying I'm your caliber, but man, I, I approach your style the same way in coaching. And he always laughs. He's like, what's the worst thing you've yelled at people? I was like, oh, you don't have time for that. <laughs> I promise you, I have yelled some terrible things. Um, well, that's great. Okay, so tell me this. What do you guys do to celebrate, if anything? Because this crowd is rowdy. It seemed like they were happy to see you guys. There's eight of you now who are bonded by this. What happens? How do you mark the occasion? <laughs> we just went out and had some fun afterwards. Uh, got to hang out with some of the local people and stuff and had a good time. When you say you had to hang out or you got to hang out with some of the locals, was there anything that happened afterwards? Because, again, I know these people have been drinking. I know they're passionate. Did the British team show up being like, it's time for a dance off. (laughs) Now we shall finally take you. No, but I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) I I was, uh, you know what? I'm not going to make that joke on the air. Because I'm too sober, ref. But I did surmise what the winners got mm. over, and it got way too revolutionary time period, frankly. Yeah, from of a take. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bottle that one for for next time. I want to share what happened tonight at Onyx Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. Right? So, and I think this has happened at Jiu-Jitsu clubs and and gyms across the nation tonight. Mm-hmm. We were just mentioning some names that were coming up, and I was like, "Hey, we're we're supposed to interview Hunter Colvin. I'm gonna stay sober this time." And people were like, "Oh," and 
before I had mentioned that interview, it had come up that the USA team fought. And, of course, it was brought up in retrospect a minute before I got to brag about it. Yeah, did you see Hunter answered the thing on, like, a moment's notice from out here in Colorado? And that's when I got to chime in and brag. I think gyms across the country are singing your praises and the whole teams tonight. So that's pretty cool. That's got to feel really good because it just got mentioned in auxiliary from a Colorado perspective, from a USA perspective. So it was a big deal to the jujitsu crowd. That's that's my nice story for you. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's, it's honestly probably at the top of my list of all the events I've ever done. It was, it was a cool experience. What's the similar feedback been? Has there been any cool? I mean, I I don't need to hear about all the DMs, but are you getting some fun patriotic vitriol in your in your inbox? Yeah, and honestly, just from both sides, like I've got a lot of European people that have like become fans now, and like it's it's just been great uh, from both ends. I was gonna say uh, similarly. I was. Um doing some uh, photography shooting at my buddy's MMA gym. And he saw the in-between taking photos on my phone. I had Polaris playing and I was in route to going to train myself. And he's like, oh, dude, who's up right now? And I was like, oh, that's the guy who was just on our show this week. Uh, his name's Hunter Colvin. And he's like, yeah, that's awesome. And I was like, yeah, but he better fucking sub this guy because right now he's on my <laughs> dime and this is a USA <laughs> thing. So if I was uh, coaching him, this is what I'd be saying. Um, but they were like really impressed because they were watching you grapple and they're like, oh, dude, he's dope. And I was like, yeah, you guys should get more familiar with him. You'll probably see him more. I'm pretty sure. So I think that was happening a lot. Uh, I did see this and I, I'm curious about this and we're going to switch to UFC 265 after this. But did I see Boogie putting it out there of the possibility of you guys taking the, the whole thing on tour? Yeah, I don't know if it'll still be in England. I imagine it will be, but they were talking about having us come back and uh, go against either like Team Japan or Team Brazil. Well, he said that, but he also, I thought it was him or, or GR Boogie put this up where they said, oh, I got what would you guys be yeah, interested in, in seeing a seminar tour from this group of people? And I said, holy shit, that's a great idea. Yeah, it was a great idea. Um, Hopefully we can get the ball rolling on it because I think it, uh, a lot of people would be interested. Well, I mean, there's eight different, very different schedules that you would have to coordinate. Can you and imagine that would take how big the action. gym would have to be also? <laughs> like, just in general, where would you do it in Denver? <laughs> I have no clue. I don't I mean, either. What's big enough? Probably the biggest gym. But then you even th – like, the thing I thought about was – the differences in the approaches and the styles like Thor doing a seminar portion uh, right before Jimenez would get in there and Jimenez would be like, <laughs> everybody just be cool. No, no, no bomba. Okay. Asai. I don't really have a Brazilian voice, but kind of sometimes I do not quite like Mackenzie. Then Thor getting in there and being like, what the fuck's wrong with you? That's not a Kimura. I'll show you a fucking Kimura. So, uh, we kid. We love those guys. They're friends of the show as well. All right. Let's transition to UFC 265. What can I tell you guys? This was an intense, intense thing. Kevin, first and foremost, did you see the main event? I saw the ending. 
I okay. saw Gain, and then I saw one of Gain's previous conquests. Yes. Someone he had beaten up that was like, hey, my third cousin messaged me telling me how to beat you. If you want to bring him in for your camp, he sells auto parts, question mark. And all I I was completely, I forgot who was fighting what. I was too enamored with the social media aspects. So didn't see the whole fight at all. And frankly, wish I had been paying attention. I would have bet so much money on gain. I just That's wasn't fair. paying attention. Here's some good news. Hunter, I know this isn't your weight class, but I can say with great certainty, you would have thrown more punches than Derek Lewis. <laughs> yeah, I um, I think Derek like really didn't look like himself this fight, to be honest with you. Like it seemed like if you watched any of the embedded and stuff like that, it seemed like he was really feeling the pressure. Well, he's fighting in his hometown. Um, they're making up an imaginary title just for him, probably. And, you know, he's been this guy who the UFC has leaned on in weird circumstances who has a lot of popularity. Um, what was just on has footnote never once done well when he's the favorite. Never in history has that been his position of power. Sure. And that's looking at it from a different perspective, Kevin, like one of real analytical skill oh yeah analytics yes. no i like yours yours is way better yeah analytics um the best joke i saw about it all week was going to be like you know hey uh cyril beats lewis in all of these different areas however lewis in three it did not prove to be the case and yet i want to tell you guys the best thing that happened backstage so they named the three performances of the night because they did three for whatever reason. Dana was in a good mood and they named the fight of the night and Cyril who knocks out Derek Lewis in dominant fashion does not get a performance bonus. So when he gets asked by John Morgan, Hey, how come Cyril isn't on that? Dana started with this. Well, you know, he's, he's got a lot of good things coming. He'll be fine. He's going to be taken care of. And John goes, really? He's going to be taken care of. And he goes, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Give him 50,000. Cyril comes out a little bit later. <clears throat> John Morgan asks him, hey, did you uh, did you see you got $50,000? And Cyril, who has a translator there, but is doing his best to truly sell the American Americana, it just goes, yes, yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. And he goes, well, do you know how that happened? Oh, no, no, how? He goes, I basically told Dana White we should give you a, give you a bonus. And all he kept saying the entire time was, yes, okay, thank you, thank, thank you. <laughs> and I just realized this is the best idea. Like, he won me over so hard that night, but it also made me take this out to the next few days where anytime somebody did something nice for me, I just started telling them, yes, thank you, okay, no. And I got to tell you, it's the best way to get around anything. If I didn't want to talk to somebody, okay, okay, yes, okay. No, <laughs> people <laughs> bought it hook, line, and sinker, me being foreign. Kevin, who do you have in the fight that unifies those titles now? Do you have Cyril Gain or do you have Francis Ngannou? I definitively still have Francis Ngannou because as you're aware and people that casually listen to this podcast, I love Derek Lewis as a human being and just an entity in the sport. I don't love his consistency or 
his injury history. Sure. He was raised in a different era of sports where our middle school coach wouldn't let us have water at football practice. I might be projecting, but it was a toughness era, right? Where it wasn't Tom Brady's teaching you how to stretch for 74 minutes. It was like, go play tough through it. He's that kind of guy. I worry that doesn't age well. I'll ask this question to you, Hunter. What are your feelings? Um, I've got Ngannou, I think. It's hard to bet against Ngannou after what he does to everybody. I think it's hard to figure beat out. Stipe. You know what I'm saying? Like, You have to beat Stipe if you I want a shot at Ngannou, in my opinion. And I don't see either of these fighters beating Stipe. I think it's hard to figure out where Cyril fits in because he is so young in terms of his UFC career obviously has the amateur background and the kickboxing, but I think it's a hard entity to predict. Having said that, I kind of still like Francis. Not going to lie. I saw him piecing apart Derek <laughs> Lewis and that whole fight. I was just thinking like, shit, whoever fucking pulls that card. Uh, but they did ask him, Kevin. I don't know if you know this. Uh, they used to train together. Uh, Cyril and, and Francis. So they asked him in the uh, the post presser. They said, "Is that going to factor into your next fight?" Oh no, <laughs> no, that was no very different fight. And they're like, <laughs> so you're not going to use any of that intel, that footage, or that kind of know how from them? Yes, <laughs> yes, okay, okay, thank you. Killed me all night long. Just saying. <clears throat> Let's do this. Uh, Hunter, did you also see the reemergence of No Way Jose Aldo? Uh, yeah, I saw the highlights of it. He did really good, huh? I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but if you're looking at how to check a kick, whoo, whoo. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Ooh, crazy. Whole thing. I, it was so nice, Kev, at one point to look out and see the community putting respect back on Jose Aldo's name. He looked not just prime Aldo. He was outperforming some of his even best performances. He statistically did better than he has ever done in previous fights. I actually, I, have a I saw the highlights and I have theories here. Oh, you beat me to it. God damn it. I was okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> I interrupted so many people. In that. So, I'm sorry. So good. Thank you. Kevin, would you – oh, you know what, Hunter? I'll let you ask it with clean air. Go ahead. Do my job. <laughs> would you watch him versus Connor again? 100%. Are you kidding? And I think my big theory as I'm watching Jose is he watched Connor fall, and his confidence went dee, 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 dee. He had a mental problem with Connor, not a physical one. I would love for this all to end with Jose Aldo beating the living shit out of Conor McGregor. The answer is yes. A thousand times yes. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Hunter, how do you see... Chell, Chell said about it? No, tell us what Chell said about it. He said that it's a good fight for Conor again because it's someone that he's beaten. It's somebody that he's bigger than and it's somebody that's going to stand and strike with him. So it's a good fight for Conor. Yeah, that sure. much is true. Yeah. yeah, right after Connor has reconstructive foot surgery, eight <laughs> months of sobriety checks, and no probation hearings between now and his fight with Jose Aldo. Now, Jose has to stay healthy, too, but I <laughs> I like that take. Great fight for Connor when he regains the ability to walk, obviously. Don't worry. The comment section <laughs> was fully saying, like, 
guys, is this what it's come to? We're just trying to find a fight for Connor to win. <laughs> and I understand that. I hear it as well. I would like to point out I don't this. think that's the fight. <laughs> I think you should pick somebody else. I get that threatening families and children, not my jam. But Hater. I would like to say, if Connor is going to fight Jose Aldo, or really anybody at this point, I think he has to do it while on that Segway or those little scooters because <laughs> the Connor that's on the scooter right now is so non-threatening to me but is highly entertaining, especially when he's deleting <laughs> tweets that don't really have you understanding what he means. He essentially put up something in response to Daniel Cormier's criticism of him that was just a photo of Daniel Cormier. And it looked like maybe he was untucked with a shirt and just goes, yeah, you would be complaining if you looked like this or if you were watching the show. And I put it up and I just, just go, is he commenting on how bad Daniel Cormier was on commentary this weekend? Because if so, agree. But also, Kevin, I'd like to point this out. Over last week, they announced that Joe Rogan would not be on the call this weekend. And in his place would be Dominic Cruz. Now, Kevin, with <laughs> math question for you. Sure. How does DC plus John Anik equal in your brain? It equals somewhere between the year Leno got caught. Um, oh, no. <laughs> oh, coming God. back to coming back to basically 1130 and mm -hmm. the year that Letterman it was made public he was being extorted for his affair <laughs> I kind of felt like it wasn't yeah. the prime choice I was like okay cool Fair. we're going from Joe Rogan who's a known entertainer and comedian mm -hmm. to Dom Cruz who sounds like a UFC salesman every time he gets on the call yeah that's fair and that was my general takeaway because I saw this and touch I was like, oh, Joe Rogan must have to be busy being in Texas doing nothing. This oh, is going to be tough for he him. He was on a comedy tour stop. So that's really what kept him from being there. Uh, I'll tell you this. There was one moment where Daniel Cormier was saying something so absurdly stupid that Cruz said the opposite of it. And then DC just goes, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, we just shat on your point. Then a little bit later, they were bitching over if something was a takedown or a knockdown and arguing consistently over it. They were just not going well together. So if Connor was talking about that, Scooter Connor, a fan. Nonsense Connor, maybe we should put a little block on his late night tweets. You all, you two can be the judge. I feel like Connor is tweeting with a small team that used to produce Jackass, where it's like, throw me ideas. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, here's what I got. It's like, that's the one we're rolling with. That's good. And that's kind of how he's going about it. It's kind of sad like, watching him go over it. But I don't know. I want to get to the submission I saw. Please. Yes, I did want to bring this up. And I want to hear from Hunter if this makes you prouder as a black belt. I don't know, ultimately, if jujitsu you claim is like your origin, right? If you had to Mortal Kombat pick, what kind of fighter are you? Um, I think you just say yeah. Midwest tough. But <laughs> as Vincente Luque hits this darce, where is it on everybody's darce meter? This is 10 out of 10 for me. 
Yeah, this is a 10 out of 10 for me, too. Especially coming back from almost getting rid of Naked Choke. But, and, like, I know how good of a good grappler Michael Chief is, so it was a 10 out of 10. Oh, can Wait, I just say, what do you mean I you know like... how good a grappler. I'm Uh-oh. sorry, that was loaded. You and you've grappled Michael Chisea quite a bit. No, but I've uh, grappled Neil Magny, and he outgrappled Neil Magny in a fight. Okay. Yeah. Well, hold on. We have that in common, Raph. I too have gotten True. my ass beat by Neil Magny in a grappling match. <laughs> Stopped by Jubera's one lovely Wednesday night. Actually, a few Wednesday nights. It's very good. That's funny. That's interesting. Would, I'm always curious. Go ahead, Raph. I would ask this to our black belt. Hunter, when you're watching this, what was the difference and maybe where was the error in uh, Kiasa's rear naked choke? Because to me, looked kind of curtainsy uh, for Vicente. And yet he was able to persist and find his Dars. How did that happen? I don't know. I would need it like in front of me. Or like to watch it a few more times before I go comment that deep on it, but it kind of seems like he like jumped the gun a little bit on the choke. Maybe I don't know. Maybe his arms were burning out. I don't know. Okay, don't know how to jujitsu, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to make sure I wrote that. Yes, thank you. Okay, very good. Okay, that's all you have to say. If you don't know anything, Hunter, take this with you as you continue to soar in your UFC career and you really don't feel like talking to the press, feel free to take from Cyril's <laughs> game plan. Because I'm telling you, at some point, you're going to meet people worse than us who are going to ask you even dumber questions than we are, and then you're going to want to get out very quickly. If it hasn't happened already, which last can't week, promise it hasn't. Yeah, it okay, okay, we should address this. Kevin has been messaging me so many times, and nobody else has even commented on this. Kevin was like, I was drunk last week, as in he was drunk. I was inebriated. Okay. I could not properly drive the podcast. I was swerving. I was hitting lines. Things were not good. I'll ask this. Hunter, did you think Kevin was especially drunk on the show last week? (laughs) I don't know if I would throw especially at him, but I knew he was drunk. Yeah, that's fair. See, that's (laughs) fine. Well, that only tells us Hunter parties harder than we do. We already knew that. <laughs> He's scratching it. Hunter's probably also leveling expectations because when we asked, like, how'd you celebrate? He's like, we got together and celebrated. I didn't like, hear that. I didn't that's hear. not even an answer, Hunter. Yeah, he's so, like, we partied with Russell Brandt until 3 a.m. It was pretty awesome. Like, you know, but cocaine's legal in England. Yeah, so we were just having fun. I'm in fight camp. It helped me lost a few weights. It's cool. <laughs> It's cool, everybody. And I'm out of the testing range. No, I don't think he would do that. Um, having said these things, Kevin, how did you feel about your picks this week? As you know, not great. I mean, mm. I only recorded half of them, it appears. From oh, my no. Document. Kevin. What? Oh, shit. That's the first time that you've never actually gotten all the way through in recording. It's a while. That's what I'm saying. Like, my notes look like a psychopath was rambling here. (laughs) Okay. Well, maybe maybe we were being too kind. Hunter, how did you feel about your picks? I know other things were happening to you this weekend, but did you feel especially strong? Could you remember what your picks were, especially as you were getting bits and pieces? Yeah, I think I did terrible. I think I got like everyone wrong except Tisha Torres. Okay. 
did that worry you? Because you don't know that for certain. Did it, like, what do you mean? Did it, uh, he didn't even remember. He's like, oh, what show was okay. I on? No, it didn't anger him. <laughs> he had to fight human beings. She was busy. Okay, okay, let's say this. Hunter, you got more than that right. Does that ease your feelings? Yeah, yeah, it makes me feel a little bit better. I thought I, like, I thought it was a pretty much a blowout. I thought I lost pretty handedly. Here's the interesting thing. It was. Of the and, fights I recorded, I was going to say I did quite well. I'm not trying to, like, get crazy here, but let's. There's a reason why I waited to bring up Kevin's sobriety <laughs> until this point in the show. Because miraculously, Kevin had a blowout in epic proportions. Now, I want to make sure that I'm saying you got a few right. However, Kevin <laughs> got more. So this is unfortunate because it shows that inebriated Kevin beats sober hunter and sober fighter smart jujitsu fighter colvin so this concerns me i'm gonna start with kevin your genuine reaction to hearing that you won in one of the first times you yourself don't have a carbon copy of how you were doing that night yeah in just counting up to the um how many <laughs> fights here did i make it yeah I'm having my own self-crisis where it's like, oh why am I better intoxicated? I don't know. I can't even write the description of the show, and I'm just crushing Hunter while not making very articulate jokes that are going to get me choked by him in the near yeah. future. <laughs> he knows Isaiah, right? Like, he can come to the gym at any point yeah, and destroy me. That is a problem. Like, that's <laughs> arrogance of oh, you alcohol. You, you train at Isaiah's gym? Yes, I do. Oh, I definitely am going to see you then. God damn it. So I, I, I had my own, I'm having my own problems here, Raph, where it's like, I think this is, I think drunk Kevin beats sober Kevin. I don't think I can beat myself in this arena. It's a new superpower. I, I'm scared because it tells Next me how. Next episode, you should mm -hmm. be. We're going to have mm -hmm. to scientific method this now. Whitney, whip know. up another batch of tequila <laughs> sangria, you psychopath. It nearly <laughs> killed people at that party. Now, listen, Hunter, you're savage. You're good at jiu-jitsu. We saw it this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I knew that was coming, too. God damn it. Oh. He's so good. He's, He's really so good. good. It's, just, it's just in this particular case, you did not win. What do you have to say to Kevin? <laughs> Props to Kevin. Fair play. Kevin's He's saying it in a way that's like, I'm texting Isaiah. <laughs> this mofo arriving the sooner the better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kevin, what does he have to do? Couldn't tell you, Raph. Didn't make okay. it to POF, FOF. That's the only part. I made it all the way to Cape Osborne in your, and then I have Torres and nothing for me. So that's all right. great. I, I remember. Hunter, do you kind of have a vague idea of what you were supposed to do in this one? Yeah, we're supposed to take a picture together, and I say he has a good jujitsu or something. <laughs> yeah, so you're supposed to. I really to... doubled down on this in-person meeting. <laughs> you really Great. well, you, you you did, but um, I kind of made the in-person thing happen. That was that's more me. If you oh, go back and re-listen to would. that, I, I'll have to. <sighs> I'm sure you will. Um, but here's the reason why I said it is because anybody can be in a video and say the other person is better. 
it's way more authentic if you're pointing at the person in the shot and you're saying, this guy is definitively better at me in jujitsu. I'm going to add a caveat here, Hunter. And I know it's after the fact. So you can decline this one, but it will go on the record as a full loss. I think that I would like for you to demonstrate. You don't have to do it on Kevin because I feel like that's mean. But I feel like you should demonstrate how that Darce happened. And that would be All fun. right, I can do that. Yeah. I would just That'd love to see it because you said if you had it in front of you, that's great. And I would love to see it and we'd love to share it because it's good for all of us. And we know at some point you're going to have a fight coming up. So we can plug it then and then say nice things about you. So, <sighs> Kevin? Yeah, I know you guys are going to get together at some point, but do you oh, hold have on, any- Raph? I'm on Tapology trying to update Hunter's fighter page here because oh, yeah. they have his pro MMA record a little <laughs> yeah. out of date. Says he's still undefeated here. Oh, no. it's terrible. <laughs> it's just yes, he's still undefeated at fighting, picking fights. Uh, not not the shining. You guys sabotaged me with the card full of people I don't know. We sabotaged you. Love it. Come yeah, on. Hunter, we kind of alluded to this, but at some point you're going to be popular and big enough to be on one of these cards. And when that happens, you know that we're going to have to pick either you or your opponent. So at this rate, it's going to be after this effing podcast. Dana's going to call tonight and be like, <laughs> you know. we need you in Brazil. Yeah, we got a zinger. We got to get somebody <laughs> out there that can scrap. It's like, well, but, I guess it's he's up. But, Hunter, what do you think people are going to say if they don't know you? And we have a guest that goes, who's this Jamoke? Hunter Colvin. <laughs> I'm not picking him. Look at this guy. <laughs> I'm just downplay me. <laughs> we will we will 100% pretend like we don't know who you are on the show. We will commit to that bit. That Short gas tank, good us. wrestling. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he needs to go to bed, Raph. Yeah, I know. Let's so, Kevin, out. do you have any any parting words for Hunter before he gets on off this? Damn it, we love watching you fight. We have for a long time on this show. We've talked about you before, and and you're just uh, a blast to watch do jujitsu, sir. So keep on keeping on, and keep, uh, I guess, fighting people with the gloves on too. That's fun. Thank you, man. Pays and Hunter, where where can the people find you? Where can they find you on the social medias? All that sort of stuff. Yeah, just uh, mostly it's my Instagram, Calvin335, where you can find most of my stuff that I post. Hunter, it was a blast having you on both weeks. We couldn't be happier that you were chosen to represent uh, the USA. (laughs) And also this podcast by proxy. So we're going to take credit for that as well. Um, But yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you are a, a great, great uh, friend of the show. Uh, we're just so happy that we were able to chat with you, and uh, especially during a really prominent week. And you very much deserve it. And I'm glad that people are getting to know even across the pond uh, about you. So congrats to you, sir. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it a lot. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay. <laughs> good night. All right. Good night. Hey.
The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...